Boop, boop, ba doo. It's serious horror time. Oh, man. Here we go. Whoop, doo. This is Kofa Live and Undead. I am your host, Daniel Crozier, and I am joined by Clairvoyant. I feel like I need to come on here with like a pow and I was like oh I wasn't prepared I'm like someone <laughs> throw paint on me quick yeah, no, I'm a glutton for punishment I'm a glutton for punishing for punishing okay Hey, that is a good mix. You It'll know, be a great forty-five minutes, everyone. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Ah, splash! Yeah, it's, I like. It's it's hard to do that online, I guess. Hold the orange, crush the orange. That's what I got. Oh, I got. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, how are you? <laughs> that is that is a loaded question, Daniel. What's that? Throw something easier. Oh, oh, something easier. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so something easier. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Where do you come from? How did you get into magic? Trauma? No, just kidding. Um, a little As bit. everybody you know, goes through that <laughs> period. That. Yeah. So um, little Chelsea was just as weird and was the sole goth metal kid in the middle of bumfuck nowhere uh falcon colorado you've probably not heard of it because i have okay so I've i called it Fal i called it falcatraz and it was like conservative ah. country right like like when you rebel against it you rebel hard like so yeah. i was the only goth kid the only like it was weird anyway so uh super interested in horror and special effects so I get into the costume industry. I managed a costume store in Colorado Springs called Zizos for a long time. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So like My I got, <laughs> I slung, I was like, I'm your like Cryolon Ben Nye Maron dealer. I'm dealing with like, it, it's so I do magic tricks behind their magic counter is like how that kind of starts. So like someone needs yeah. to work it. I'm the store manager. Like, so I'm like, all right, I'll learn some card tricks. Sure. Like magic is cool. You can trick people. That's awesome. Sick. Nice. Uh, and then I learned that most magic's really dumb and really boring. And like, it's the same old people doing the same five tricks and they're all creepy. And I was like, ah, I hate doing this. Um, so I didn't think I'd actually like magic until I figured out how to make my own flavor of it. But it actually started because I was singing, I was slinging Cryolon blood to the haunted houses and uh, helping, <laughs> like I would help drag queens put on makeup and then I would help people put makeup on corpses and like those That's are all very up. scientifically different things and I got super into the like effects makeup world which kind of led me into the horror world 
And I sort of was like, oh, I can do goth performance somehow, but I'm not hot enough to do burlesque. How do I do this? And uh, honestly, that was real. That was like a thought. I was like, oh, burlesque is sick. Those people like cool and they're like covered in yeah. rhinestones. But I was not blessed with a body. I like got stupid snarky brains and uh, <laughs> I know what I got. It's good. And um, so I started working the magic counter, learning yes. like magic stuff. And it was rad because I was broke as shit. And, uh, you know, making my eight fifty an hour managing my costume store. But I could read as many books as I wanted. And I oh, could cool. check them out from the store. And that's where all the good shit is. So if you yeah. are watching this because you like magic, don't buy magic tricks. Buy books. Mm. Um, because nobody looks there. Everyone goes to YouTube. So if people want to look up what you're doing, they'll go to YouTube and be like, you know, razor blade trick. And they'll figure it yes. out. But it's like... I learned to adapt these weird tricks from the early 20s that magicians were doing because if it fooled people in the 20s and it's still fooling people outside of like newspaper tricks and phone book tricks, which, you know, like people are like, what is that? I don't I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of where I was like, oh, I can take this, adapt it, make it spooky right. uh, and turn it into kind of like my black sheep magic niche that I have now for some reason. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that's kind of the the roots of it was my right. my costume shop horror makeup job. So, yeah, so you, you it sounds like you've uh, you know, accumulated uh, you know quite the education you know working at it, uh, Zizos, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. It because uh, uh, you know my girlfriend Lise, she grew up in Colorado Springs and was a big fan of that shop. That. I was like, no yeah. one knows who that is in Denver. People are like, do you mean the wizard's chest? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. For, for me here in Denver, yeah. Wizard's chest, uh, disguises uh, over on uh, Colfax. They all carry foot clothes. Go there. All yes. Yes. <laughs> foot clothes. Uh, and of course, you know, you, you, uh, you, be, you being a magician, you naturally uh, start designing uh footwear right you know so it's the natural progression yeah. um i guess i could get into that uh a little bit yeah it's an interesting um, uh, segue but you know let's let's just crash right through that it was the segue that nobody expected not even me nope. no, no not at all. um so i'm trucking my way through life you know running my costume store i was studying i went to school like college like real people college for a degree yeah. I do nothing with. And what, um, what did you uh, study? Psychology uh, and business. So psychology oh. leaned very heavily into nice. mentalism. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought it was fascinating, especially like the more abnormal and the weirder it was. I loved it. And I loved, for that reason, psychological horror and like Silence of the Lambs was like the cool, like one Ooh. flew over the cougar's nest. I got That's maybe not horror, but like the psychological kind of like where do people go weird and where do they go wrong and like that was super interesting to me and so i studied that i studied abnormal psychology i took like homicide classes it was weird i had a weird education it was awesome actually uh and then actually i'll just tell you the real story this is interesting enough uh the real story is i get to a point in my psychology life of learning 
where they're like, you need to take a developmental psychology class. And it was like, great, cool, whatever. That's fine. I'll learn about kids and then I'll forget about it because gross. Anyway. And uh, <laughs> a little bipedal, you know, creatures. Yeah. <laughs> but part this is this is so bad. So part of getting that credit was I had to do studies on rats and I had a pet rat and he was the cutest thing and I couldn't do it. I was a giant Mm. pussy about it. And I was like, I cannot do this class. And I was like, can I take like an online version? Can I, can I do the virtual version? Like I'm all about learning. I understand why this is important. I know where insulin comes from. I can't do this. Like I I am a weenie. And uh, they said, no, you have to do it. And so I said, no, I've got to learn business and just take advantage of humans instead of animals. And much easier. I was like, oh, okay. Like, (laughs) so I went to the dark side. I call it the dark side because business school. Yep. Okay. Uh, While this is happening. So I am a workaholic at this point. I have a black metal band. I'm going to school. I work the costume store. I had like another real, real job to like help me pay for my dumb apartment. And uh, I moved to Denver. And the reason I moved to Denver is because I was also in a hearse club at the time. Ah, right. (laughs) The Denver Hearse Association, who I have seen outside of COFO. Yep. Is that is that an acceptable abbreviation? COFO? That's like how I've yep. always said Yeah, COFO's okay. uh, you're fine. Yeah, the long version is just so winding, right? It's, I don't have time, Daniel. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's got the time. Just COFO it. I'm like, all right, so we're going through like my drama, the costume store. Yep. Rats. Where are we at? Hearse club, right? Hearse club. Okay. Yeah. So I had a hearse because uh, I was in a band called Alabaster Morgue playing keyboard as a spooky keyboardist. Um, we played black metal. It was rad. And our method of transportation was hearse because it fits all of the instruments. It's really practical cool. in that that lone situation. It is the least practical car you can have in any other situation. <laughs> so I'm in this hearse club. And while I'm at this hearse club, uh, my friend who ran it mm-hmm. hired, who you probably know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, hired a magician and his name was Felix, who I just had coffee with last week. And oh, cool. um, yeah, so he works here in Denver as a mentalist. And I didn't know what the hell mentalism was. I was like, mm-hmm. what is that? Yeah. And I see him at the hearse convention and he calls me up on stage because I was like on stilts or something circusy and dumb because I was a circus nerd. I don't know. I don't know. I've had stilts at a hearse convention, guys. Like, if you I haven't done that right now, just save yeah. yourself. Save yeah. yourself the trouble because I don't know why you're here. And uh, <laughs> so I'm really good at marketing. And uh, so he calls me up on stage to like help him with like a fork bending trick. Okay. And I'm like, all right, yeah, fuck that fork, bend it, you know, like, <laughs> cool, silverware sucks, right? And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I love you, this. I was like, fuck you, silverware, I'm going silverware. I don't even like you. <laughs> Which I have a side story to this. I told you guys, I was like, Daniel, you're going to have to reel me in, man. Like, this is uh, how you invited this. me on, and this is how this is going. 
I love conversations that go off the rails because you, 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 <laughs> you, where you end up is not nowhere. You know, it's 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 a character arc. Okay, know? there's no there's no rails. There's no rails. Exactly. They don't even Either exist. Either They're in another dimension. So I'm at the Hearst convention. <laughs> and As one should be. Yeah, I'm, I'm like 18 and still like really hot at this point. So I'm dressed like a whore. It's awesome. I have like a corset and stilts and I am like super spooky. I love it. I'm like, I was hot. I'm not going to lie. I'm vinyl. It was awesome. Anyway, that's why I got called up because, you know, nice. Target. Yeah. And uh, I'm like the most extroverted person there. Mm. Like, I know this is shocking to you, but the Hearst Club is full of introverts. And uh, <laughs> goth people, introverts. Right. And I'm like the weird social butterfly, like the bat. I'm yeah. like the social bat. And yeah. uh, so I get called on stage and I am nerding out on this shit. I'm like, you distracted me and you bent the fork and that's awesome. <laughs> like, uh, so I am, I'm planning on moving to Denver anyway, because get the fuck out of Colorado Springs and New Life Church and literally yep. fuck all of that. Cause I hate right. it so much. Like the air there is like different. It's different. And, uh, yes. when I worked at Zizos, I was like, I was the gay employer. Like I hired all the gay drag Queens oh. that nobody else wanted. Cause they're stupid and they were amazing. And, um, yes. so we were like the safe place in Colorado Springs for yeah. the gay and trans community and like drag queens would come get their makeup and men would come get their tights and I would help them and it would be awesome and I loved yeah. every minute of it so I'm like well let me backtrack a little bit here so anyway that's kind of where I came from was this entire environment yes. but Colorado Springs is not like that and your girlfriend will probably attest to that because yep. She also probably does not live there anymore. <laughs> she lives up here in uh, in Aurora with me. I Perfect. don't know how I got so lucky, but um, I don't know either. You're kind of weird. I am. I mean, look <laughs> at the background, right? Which we learned earlier when I was setting up. That's not even real skin, guys. That no, is like <laughs> it's fake chicken skin. I know. I'm like Daniel. What are you doing? You run a horror podcast. You post. Yeah. Well, clearly, you know, it's 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 all about the faux finishing kids. No, I love it. So, like, I actually really love it. And this is why yes. horror movies are hard for me. Like, and I, I always trended more towards psychological horror and, like, right. the things you couldn't see because that's scarier to me. Like, yeah. and I feel like to the human psyche, that's scarier. Like, scarier. Yeah, Not necessarily more interesting, but definitely more unsettling is, like, the room that you don't know what's going on in or the yeah. door you don't know what's behind. Whereas, like, I'm so terrible at like gore scenes and it would be horrible to watch a horror movie with me. Cause I was like, Oh, they definitely used mass casualty blood powder. And yeah, that's like, I, I'm like, I, I recognize how viscous that yeah. is. It's definitely glycerin based. Like I'm horrible. Don't watch a movie with me. I do not recommend it. And, I'm, I'm uh, that way with, uh, uh, going to haunted houses. You know, I'll, I'll be sitting there. Oh, wow. How did you do that? And I'll be talking to the actors and they're trying to perform and they're just like, what the fuck, dude? So and what's awesome. I'm like, well, we're just going to go everywhere. We're just going to see where this takes us. And then I'll come back yeah, and I'll exactly. try to do my best to make this some sort of linear fashion. But um, linear. When I was Shut at the costume store. We sold a whole bunch of stuff to haunted mm -hmm. houses. Yeah. Um, a few that don't exist anymore because the people who ran them were terrible. But uh, a lot of them that were great. Yeah. And 
at the time, um, a nameless haunted house had talked to me and came in and like bought. I mean, you know, I was running orders for hello, we need 100 gallons of blood. And I'm like, I got you. And then I was like, well, actually, let me talk to you about blood powder and glycerin and the magic of that. And yeah. uh, so I was, I became like the haunted house behind the scenes, like consultant. Cool. Like I didn't have any technical skills, but I knew the product up and down. Yeah. So haunted house makeup artists would come to me. I would tell them which blood to buy and why and why it would stain if you used things underneath it. And like, I learned all of the science behind the blood essentially. Um, like I was the guy that ordered the latex foam. Like that yeah. was, and I talked them into that because this is why it's rad and you know, whatever. I'm sure you like know a good amount about horror SFX and, uh, I've talked to people who know much more than I do, but I was kind of nerdy about it. And I was super into like the cryolon science side of things specifically. And that I'm like, there is an underground German horror makeup scene. It's really rad actually. (laughs) Yeah. I'll, I'll hook you up with some people that are nerdier than I am. And I'm pretty nerdy about it. (laughs) You need castor oil to seal your latex because it'll make the makeup sit on it, like skin and it'll blend beautifully. And people are like, yes. Uh, so, you know, I'm doing that. I'm teaching the funeral homes how to do makeup. This is my job. Yeah. 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 Working with the, yeah. The, the mortuary and and uh and cadavers are interesting because i had to learn yeah. about sealants and what they use because you can't put standard makeup on the same way because right. skin doesn't work the same way so you have to seal it. it's like priming a house okay but it's a dude <laughs> you know so you used like, to be a dude. i mean it's a body of a dude you it's know. a body of a dude yeah <laughs> it's He's an not four grams lighter i suppose we probably have a similar viewpoint on that yeah, like, yeah. Okay. But, okay, your job as host of this is to drag me back to what I was talking about because I know. Thanks, thanks for directing me. I'm, I'm, I'm still just letting. It's like let's just. Let I'm trying. To, I'm like I'm trying to help you help me because I don't know what I'm doing. Well, yeah. that's that's okay. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. So haunted houses, haunted houses come in and they're like, help us with blood. Help us with this. And I would talk to them and I would advise them on stuff. And I'd be like, this is scarier. Like you don't need 50 pounds of blood because it's way scarier. If your asylum patient and your haunted house is just slightly bleeding from their nose, that's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And it costs you way less. Do that. Like, because why would they be covered in gashes? There's no reason unless they did it to themselves. And I always got super nerdy about the story behind haunted houses because too many haunted house makeup artists. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I said, I said, uh, the narration is really important. I think it uh, is, and I think people overlook it because I'd be like, Why is there a gash on their forehead and their cheek? Beside the fact that that's the flattest and safest option for you to put makeup on, there's no reason. Right. So right. I would be like, Tell me the story behind this patient, and right. I would be like, There's no reason for her to have a gash across her forehead. There's, there's none. Like, yeah. why would you do that? But her nose is bleeding because her brain is screwed up. That's terrifying. Right. So do that. And they eventually realized that like, I knew stuff about fear. And honestly, when, when you do mentalism, you get really into psychology and people and, yeah. and reading them and facial expressions and all of that has a actual science behind it. Like most of what I do is more science than magic tricks, really. Right. 
Um, and I'll tell people that up front. And that plays into you know, a little bit of you know your your education too, because you took you know you know, your psychology background and education. I could see you know how that would play into you know. And that's why I was like, I have to start with this weird fact that I grew up in a costume store and got a psychology degree because that is like the foundation of everything yeah. fucking bizarre that happened after yeah. that. And I grew yeah. up in like a weird Christian rural town that made me. I, I can totally relate. I grew up in Kersey, Colorado. That was basically the same way, you know, less than a thousand people, I think, when I was living there. And uh, I was the weird art kid. Right. And, you know, you're the weird art kid and the theater kid and the goth kid. Yes. And I was friends with all of the, I was weirdly friends with the jocks, too, because they were like, she's weird, <laughs> but she's she's funny. And I'm, you know, I like. I finally owned it. I was like, my jokes are bad, but they're good because they're bad. And I got it now. And <laughs> so I'm working with haunted houses. And finally, yeah. some of the organizers of the haunted houses come in and said, will you walk our haunted house before it opens and Ooh. just, and just tell us what would make it scarier. There's not going to be nice little like, critique section. The lights are going to be on. There's not going to be any actors. Like I walked through a ton of haunted houses before they were open. Yeah. And my job at that point, which I was young and dumb and didn't charge them because I thought it was fun. And I was like, this is worth money. What am I talking about? Anyway, mm -hmm. uh, arts, arts, Art. everyone, charge, yeah. charge for your shit. And uh, so I'm walking through this haunted house and, you know, like they'd be like, well, we have this sick room and it's an asylum and there's clowns and there's also vines. And if you reach through the vine, there's a clown. And I was like, why? Why do you have all of that? Like, you can cut every actor from this room, fill this room with fog, and it's terrifying. Like, you don't know where the walls are, and maybe the walls are people. You don't know. You have to reach. So there was a, a haunted house that had trees. And I was mm -hmm. like, I was a nerd kid that watched Legends of the Hidden Temple. And all I remember was mm -hmm. the terrifying game where they had to reach into, like, a tree yep. and grab a key. And that tree may or may not have a person in it. Ooh. And me as a 12-year-old, I was like, that's scary. Does it have yeah. a person in it? I don't know. Nobody knows. Right. And so if you, if you fill a room with fog and people don't know what's in it, that's scarier to them than, than random yeah, like sound music. Yeah, once you just define something, you know, it, and uh, yeah, it's on display there, then you know, you, you you become accustomed to it, you become familiarized with it, and it's and and the fear factor is is no longer gone or no longer there. Yes. Um, yeah. So something coming out at you from the darkness, you know, that you can't see, that you know, you you can't visualize, you know, that's yeah. Then you your imagination is allowed to be really creative. And your imagination is much, much scarier yeah. than, than, you know, screaming person jumping out behind the door. That's a jump scare. And then you laugh, you know, like, cause it's fun and haunted houses are yeah. fun. And I try to put myself in that mindset. It depends on who I go with. I love going with people who are terrified. Like that's my favorite. It's like right. the most fun way to experience a haunted house. Cause I am too, like, I know too much about the behind yeah. the scenes that it's not real to me anymore. So I need someone who puts me in that mindset. So I'm talking to them about like, this would make it scarier. And I was the first person in like, I think the haunted house community, at least in Colorado to be like, why, if this is a butcher shop, why doesn't it smell like a butcher shop? Ooh. And 
they were like, factor. Yeah. what do you mean? And I was like, here's the thing. And I nerded and I was like, your sense of smell goes directly to your hippocampus. Guess what else is directly in your hippocampus? Your sense of fear, dude. Like your fight or flight comes nice. from your hippocampus, which is directly connected to your sense of smell. It's, nice. the, only, it's the only sense that yeah. is. So it's the same reason smell brings back memories in a way yes. that other senses can't. Yeah. And so I was like, can you get rotting meat and put mm -hmm. it in the corner? I promise you don't need very much. I've had a fridge right. where it goes bad. It's disgusting. And if you don't put it in a fridge, it'll be horrible. And I feel really right. bad at whoever has to volunteer to work in here because you're not going to pay him anything. But anyway, uh, you know, that's another problem. We're just, that's, I'm just going to sidestep that. But just put that, shelf that. <laughs> shelf, um, haunted house people pay your people. Yeah. And uh, that's so the cool. Thing is, is I was like, it is going to be way scarier to people if they smell rotting meat yep. in the locker with rotting flesh. Because if there's yep. rotting flesh and it doesn't smell like it, no one's going to believe you. And I know no one, I know everyone knows they're in something that's fake, but the moment you trick them enough that yep. they kind of forget it's fake, you win. And the first haunted house guy that I talked to at Zizos came back to me and was like, that was brilliant. We do yeah. that every night. Like we go to cool. the grocery store and we get yeah. all of their clearance crap and we leave it out. And I was yeah. like, perfect. Make sure nobody gets a disease. Cause I am not a doctor. I don't know how that works. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But every now and then like with uh special effects artists, you'll, you'll see them. Yeah. For me, they, they cut corners and uh, yeah. And that, that's how I term it. And, and they put it like a bag of actual uh, animal awful on you. Uh, I had that happen once. I'm like, th this is not going to happen again because I could get an infection. I could get sick from yeah. this shit. And I could get other people sick because I'm wearing it. You and know, and I do every, what every goth girl does when they turn 18 and you're like, I'm going to get into taxidermy and sell schools and shit. Like, you know, because everyone does it. And we all learn about it. And we're like, we're going to put it in a water bath and we're going to let it sit, you know? And it smells Ooh. disgusting. And that smell right. is ingrained into my brain to the point where like, I'm talking to you about yeah. it right now. And you know what that smell is because uh. you've been to the oddities show. Like, you know. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and I was like, you know what's more uncomfortable than hiring four actors to sit in a room is a room that smells like that. Like, oh, yeah. And uh, I'm like, I don't know what the legality of that is. You have a lawyer. For that reason right you know but so i kind of became this weird psychology consultant for fear and fear-based responses because i studied abnormal psych and i studied yeah like the fear response i said brain science and you know i used that brain science to do magic instead of a real career yeah well, <laughs> like it, it I makes sense going into the mentalist aspect you know yeah because and that's of that, where, you know yeah. how, to, how to fool the, the mind or the person in front of you. Anyway. Yeah. And I kind of wanted, once I learned more about the magic industry, I wanted to change it. Yeah. So I came from this weird world where I was in a hearse club and I loved horror yeah. cult films and black metal. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm not. So America's Got Talent calls me and I'm like, uh, who the fuck are you? And so right. I like, was at first a little starstruck and like, wow, cool. And um, I had like a Russian roulette routine that I submitted to them. It was super cool. Mm, wow. And then I wow. got the legal part of it. And it's, it's bullshit. It is. 
we can take this routine. We can give it to anyone we want. We can steal it. We own it. You get no money. Um, really, Ooh. the entire show is a setup. The entire line of people who are auditioning is fake. Like, that's all true. Yeah. And I know people have been on the show. It's all invite only, really. Like, I got an email. There's no line. You don't wait in the line. You don't, you know, have your chance as the little guy. Someone right. gives you a name. And somebody I know was on that show who referred me. And that's how they got me. And I submitted this act that was done by somebody else. And I saw it because I got phone calls that are like, hey, uh, I think a guy just did your thing. And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) And so I basically phone up Megan, my person at America's Gone Talent. Um, I guess I didn't phone her. I emailed her a very sternly worded, very bridgy Bernie email. And that was the point where I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not doing this this way because it's not me. And like, I shouldn't have even, I shouldn't have applied to a fucking TV show that should be have instead of got. I don't know why I did that. America has talent. You guys not got. Anyway. Um, should have been smarter than that. I wasn't. And, um, because that's how I thought you made it. And at this point, like, I'm still questioning whether women can do magic. It's not a thing. You don't see it. There's like six of us. And out of the six of us, I am like the black sheep. I'm like the, I am the cult horror of video and the black metal of music. I am that to magic. Like magicians do not like me. That's not, that's not, they don't get it. They don't get why I don't do the same 20 tricks that everyone does and why I dress as a satanic televangelist and a fox and all this weird, like, I create weird characters and I have fun and I make a point and it's very, like, I always talk about dumb, like, like, I'm talking to you. Like, I, I'm like, I know. Why are you wasting your time with me? (laughs) Because this is fun. Because this is fun. Yeah, I'm I'm having a good time. Okay, good, good. I'm going to go with it. And so, like, You know, I end up this black sheep of the magic world. There's no females. There's no, there's much less like goth females. I meet one other magician in the entire world that I'm like, oh, wow, you're really cool. Or two. I have two. Okay. So like, and I love, and they're both female and they're great. And um, I I would think that, you know, something like in magic, that goth, horror loving, you know, black, you know, black metal, uh, you know, loving, uh, you know, people like yourself would be more abundant. So it, it's really hard. It's a super hard industry to make it unless you're stubborn yeah. as fuck. Yeah. So okay. because there's so many barriers to entry, yeah. one of them is, one of them is like learning specifically because everything is secret and everything is guarded and you have to find your way in. But the other thing is, is it's so for lack of this sounding very like tropey is it's old white man old boys club the magic hustle has its own problems like i've been there twice and there are people i love there and there it is hugely problematic and i thought it was like you know the the i was like this is the epitome of magic and i'm here and it's amazing and like all i saw was like oh this is an old man magician like berating a woman on stage making her cry Mm -hmm. Like, and I was like, this is not about tricking people. This is about entertaining people. They are paying you. Like, your job is to entertain them, not not to make them feel stupid. Unless they are drunk on stage and it's hilarious to make them feel stupid. That is my caveat because that has happened. It's funny. It's brilliant. Uh, Sometimes things present themselves and you just 
Yeah, you gotta you gotta jump on them. So I started breaking the rules of magic, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make tricks that reveal the trick behind it because it teaches a lesson to the people about mm -hmm. it. And like, so I started doing tricks that revealed how psychics work and how faith healers like lie to people and. Right. I'm like, this is exactly how people tricked people into thinking they could cure cancer. This mm -hmm. right here. And yeah, it's bullshit and it's horrible. And that's a horrible thing for people to do. So I'm just going to expose that and then I'm going to do something cooler. And that was my, that was my shtick yeah. as, as a magician and why I got into like the darker side. I found a producer who loves me and cares about me, even though he'll never admit it because he's such a dick. I love him. And, uh, <laughs> You probably, you know, I think you've talked to him. You know, Scott. Scott, Scott yeah. Scott. Yeah, I know Scott. Yeah. So Scott's my best friend and also my worst enemy yeah. at the same time. And yeah, it's uh, a good combo to have, you know. I, Bounce the scales. That's amazing. And uh, so we, he has a show called Carnival de Sensual, and I've yes. been in everyone, every yes. single one. And I kind of helped him shape some of the feel and like the vibe okay. of it, which is where. Uh, the last few performances of like, he lets me do whatever I want, which is awesome. But that's what I needed. I was like, I get a yes. big stage. I can do whatever I want, like with someone who supports me. And as long as people keep coming back and paying money, I can keep doing it. So as long as I'm good, it's we're golden. And so I'm like, I can do this. I can. I got this. <laughs> like, nice. And so I made a bunch of people mad and started doing evil demon satan magic but making it hilarious and funny and accessible and the world doesn't like that and my favorite thing is our collection of like hate comments from the shows that we've done oh like on, online or you know just uh -huh, like mainly it's mainly online it's reviews and it's feedback and on the worst reviews are my best feedback and i'm all about it i'm like <laughs> like scott was, was like do you want to do a black mass and i was like i can do a real ass black mass and he was like what and i was like oh yeah like i can do that like i'm like first of all like levey was a nerdy like carnival organist i like right. i'm sure you kind of, this crosses over with horror a little bit yep. and it was like i'm like oh, this man likes wearing devil costumes and having orgies that is <laughs> like he is a joke. Like, if you go to the Church of Satan website, it's in like circus font. I'm like, this is nothing yeah. but like, this is supposed to be a joke, guys. Like, yeah, it's poking fun at you. There is nothing serious about this at all. Like, um, and, and that's the thing with a lot of contemporary, you know, Satanism is is because it's 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 a great, you know, there's there's a sarcasm, sar uh, sarcasm to it, but there's also, you know, the, you know, um, kind of the turning the mirror and reflecting back at society. It's like, hey, come on, guys. Right. You know? And and some of my favorite gigs, so I don't have to do them anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because of my my booming sock business. Hold it, I'll get to that. Yes. But, uh, so when I was working, so I was working full time as a magician for a while. So I left the costume store. I got a real job in like corporate project management where I made some money, but hated my life and it was soul sucking, but I learned apparel production and that's mm. important for later. I did merch and like, I learned how to put like, I learned printing and I learned like production and I learned all of the things behind it, but I hated my life. And, yes. um, it's when they started wanting me to work with like mega churches and like do their Ooh. merchandise. And I was like, I, 
I cannot. And while that's happening, they're trying to get me to do this. I get a call from Stanley and they need a seance magician. Nice. And um, this call came from somebody who I was like a, I had studied under at one point. Um, He's now a horrible person and I can totally say that out loud. But um, so I get this call and it's like, hey, we're looking for a seance magician for the Stanley. It's full time. You work every weekend. You don't have any weekends off. And I'm like, down. I'm in. I want to leave this place. Like, I'm I'm done. Cool. And uh, so I take it. And the job itself is fucking awesome. Like, cool. I, I was, I'm one of, I think it's like 10 people, maybe, in the history of the last 100 years who have been allowed to play Flora Stanley's piano, which is a wow. 1906 Steinway. And I had to be like, look. I'm not classically trained. I didn't have any money. I don't know anything, but I learned to play keyboard in a black metal band and I got really bizarrely good at it. Like, nice. and I can play. And so I, they were like, okay, well you can use Flora's Stanley's music room. You can do seance magic in there and you can play the piano in the open of your show. So I would start the show veiled, like masked, mm-hmm. playing the piano as people came in. And I played piano for 30 minutes, like 20 to 30 minutes every night, just improv. Like I could play whatever I wanted. And it was all spooky sounding because that's all I knew how to play. If someone was like, play something happy, I'd be like, C major? I don't know. Like, what do you want me to do? And uh, so I got to play piano and I incorporated that into the show. So I would have people think of a song from the 1920s. And be blindfolded and I'd have someone think of that and then I would play it. And I learned basically every song from the 1920s or 30s like era on piano so I could just play it, you know. And magicians didn't do that kind of thing. So magicians came to my show and liked it and enjoyed it. And they were like, how do you do that? And so like we have some other friends in Denver who are spooky ghost hunters who have their own history with the Staley. And they came to my show and... It was super fun and I became super good friends with them and all of that. And, you know, we both have a similar relationship with the Stanley now where we were like, oh, the building is beautiful and the history is awesome and the story is there and it's cool and it's ran by a bunch of really creepy men. And that's true. And I'll say that and you can fight me. Anyone. I'm like, anyone in the comments? (laughs) And, uh, I'm like, let's bring controversy to the podcast, everyone. Yeah. It'll be great. Well, yeah, people, guys are are fucking creepy. Uh, you know, it sucks. It sucks so bad. I didn't yeah. want that. Yeah. Anyway, while that's unfolding, um, the person I'm working for mm-hmm. decides to be creepy at my assistant, and it's like all really crappy. Is no. I'm working that out because at yeah. the time I'm working two days a week, making like killer money to do what i love and it is every night i have people who are just like that was crazy and it's theatrical seance and i can come out at the beginning and be like i'm gonna lie to you this entire thing is fake and then i do all of the shit and then at the end everyone is like i don't know how that was fake you're lying to me that's real that's got to be real right right. that was that was the reaction i wanted it was awesome sometimes people would be like can you talk to my dead grandma and i'm like no no i cannot like like i have a psych degree and a penchant for weird and i also made magicians mad who do this kind of thing because they presented as real and i didn't and i never really 
like you can kind of play that line of like, is it real? We don't know. We're not. Yeah, I'm just asking a question. Then you turn right. into Fox News at that point. Uh, kind of, but at, a, at the same time, I had to be like, there's a point in my show where I would be like, you guys, do you think I... I get a ghost to come every day at 7.45 and do the thing. Right. Like, no, you're not yeah. stupid. You're not a stupid audience, and I'm not going to treat you that way. Like, yes. I want you to leave here questioning how that was possible. And if I, if you leave here doing that, then I have done my job. And that is some yeah. advice that I got from Teller of, like, Penn and Teller. Cool. And he was cool. like, you can't mentalism is a bad word if you if you fake it and you use this like faith healer i can do anything right. i can blah 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 and leaving people questioning but telling them that you're going to leave them questioning because you're just a normal ass human with normal ass like you know uh yes. and i'm not gonna lie that weird stuff didn't happen to me while i was doing that show that i can't explain because it did and to this day i think it's awesome yeah. I'm like, there, there are things that I'm like, I don't, science doesn't know how to explain that yet. There's some energy shit going on here. And uh, there's some stuff that me as a skeptic going in the biggest, like, I'm like, I'm a skeptic. I know how psychics work. I know how everyone fools everyone. Yeah. And that place is super special and will always be super special and cool to me because there is something weird. Like, as the biggest skeptic, scientific, I will tell you you're fakeifying everything there is stuff that happened to me there that that is bizarre. Most of it is electricity related mm -hmm. um, or sound related or lights related. And I feel yeah. like that has something to do with energy. Sure. And, you that know, is this is this random? Is this energy yeah. of people? Is this confirmation bias? I don't really know. Mm. But there were times where, you know, I'm there. I'm drinking wine. I'm doing my show. I'm playing the piano. And people after the show would sometimes come to me and be like, you are blindfolded. You right. are blindfolded. But every time you said Flora, the lights shut off. And I was like, what? Like, mm -hmm. that's bizarre. And so I learn later that all of the lights in that room are on the same circuit. But mm. and wired in parallel. So I like nerded out and I was like, how are these wired? This is an old building. It's not wired yeah. well. And yeah. um so if one goes out, they should all go out. Right. right. Like in theory, I'm like, I know how this works. I, I've put up Christmas lights in my life. Like, <laughs> so I, I know how this works. And there's video of like the lights above the piano flickering. And yes. it's weird. Like, how does that happen? I don't understand. So I have like things that I'm like, are they, did they put in LED light bulbs? Are they all going out at the same time? I don't know. Mm. And I think that's so cool. And I'm like, come on, there's gotta be something like, like I'm in the I'm in the Brian Bonner camp of like let's investigate this. There's got to be something sick going on because we don't understand right. everything because we're stupid humans, right? Right. Well, yeah. Even even like a you know stuff that you can't explain. There's always like you know some somebody else that might have a little bit more insights. Like maybe it's how it's built. Maybe it's the slope. Maybe it's you know the foundation has slipped a little bit. And and I mean. It, one thing affects another and it's a whole chain of stuff. Right. And maybe it's the fact that there's no quartz underneath the Stanley at all. And they've been using that as a lie forever to say that that's why there's paranormal activity there. And maybe you're the person who right. discovered that. Right. And I, I love you, the person who discovered that. And um, so I'm there anyway, regardless, regardless of all of this, like yeah. I love the architecture. I love the history. Flora mm -hmm. Stanley's like one of my personal heroes. Cause I, I did the show about her and I loved her because she was like, 
the actual owner boss of the entire thing and gets no credit because she mm. was female in the 1800s, like in early yeah. 1900s. Of course she yeah. did. Yeah. And so like, I have her picture on my wall in the foot clothes office, like huge. Oh, cool. And she's super important to me. Like I was like, you queen. And also like you're, she, she had a 1906 Steinway that some, somebody allowed me to play. Like, why did you do that? I'm not like that good. I'm not like Rachmaninoff over here, but uh, you know, it wasn't terrible either. And it added a lot to the show. It was super cool. Nice. So I'm doing this. It's great. And then, you know, that big old thing, that big old COVID happens. Right. And if you're, if you're a performer, uh, you're so, fucked, basically. Yeah. And yeah. if you tried to get through the unemployment system in Colorado, it didn't That's work very well. And new. I got stuck in a technicality because I quit my W-2 job to do magic that they were like, oh, you had a W-2 in the last 18 months. Sorry. Like, and I was Ooh. like, I literally lost my job as a result of this. Like, they were like, one week, they were like, you can't perform because there's some, like, stuff going yeah. on. Right? And during this week, I was, <laughs> like, I look back at it, I was like, I was so dumb. I was like, this will be a week. It's fine. We'll just wear gloves. We'll get through it. You know, like, everyone. Two years later. And during this time, so Ooh. Dave, is this yeah. death metal black metal producer i'm sitting in his studio right now and that's why i have like all this extra bullshit i'm like mm -hmm. and, yeah. uh, so he is recording bands he records a band called nuclear power trio and this is important because they are a band who did a youtube video and they got signed because all of them are actually like crazy good musicians who are also signed and they have these super realistic masks and they perform as as trump putin and kim jong-un Ah. As, and they're like super realistic, like ten thousand to fifteen thousand dollar masks on a deal, oh, like, like hyper flesh masks or something. They are. They're, that's exactly what they are. They're hyper. Yeah, I love Landon. He's a, he's amazing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's that's him, and yeah. he makes the he makes the masks for this band that Dave records, cool. and they're all friends of mine. Like, cool. and so they're like, we're gonna have a party bus called Clear and Present Rager, and like we're gonna drink Coronas, and it's hilarious. And I'm like, this is funny and so like i'm on a party bus with nuclear power trio right which is all like a joke it's like a political yeah. joke and uh and i don't realize how real this is about to get like i am just like whatever i'm gonna be a magician forever and yeah like you know making sick money and doing all of this and that completely like that went up ended harsh yeah. back yeah. in the face to me like and I think I was telling you this maybe before we set up, but I'm super extroverted. Yep. I'm like, you guys can probably tell. You also mentioned it during the broadcast. As, okay, good. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I need people around and I need performance yes. and I need, I'm like an attention whore in that way. And then I'm like, yes, I'll be on your podcast, please. Yep. And <laughs> Daniel, thank you. First of all, you're. Oh, thanks for coming on. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. uh, I, I'm just waiting to see where is this nugget going? I'm working. I'm like, I'm working yeah. on it. I'm like, I, yeah. I don't know what time it is, but I'm sure that I've been talking a lot. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm like, I'm getting the socks. We're getting the we've socks. Got, we've got 10 minutes. All right. So I'm getting socks. That's where this is going. So, uh, you know, coronavirus happens. Right. I'm like, I'm a sad motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I don't know how to do video magic. That's dumb. I'm like, is this your card? But I could like see the card 
on the screen. Like, I'm like, what are people doing? How are they doing this? You can't, like, I read people and I, I, my entire stage presence is involved with like people coming up. And actually Scott was instrumental in bringing me back to the magic world because he gave me my first show after COVID. And he was like, you can do it at the, Oh, I'm not going to charge you anything. Just bring as many, bring as many people as law will allow. And we'll, you know, spread them out. You can do as many shows as you want. Like, so I did cool. a show called dominatrix, like as a pun yep. and you know, nice. all in vinyl. And it was like such a strong comeback. It was like the best of clairvoyant, whatever. Nice. And, uh, while this is happening, I'm like, okay, it's March. Everyone has a drinking problem. I kind of want to be like them. That seems fun. And, uh, <laughs> But I, but I like, I just like get goofy and silly and I like can't handle it. So, uh, Dave, my partner in crime and I, uh, we're like hanging out and I think it was him actually. I think he forgot what socks were called and he called them foot clothes. <laughs> and I thought that was amazing. Like, there you go, Dave. That's right. awesome. And so I have this thing where I buy URLs when I'm drunk. Okay. So I own so many URLs that are just stupid. Like when people used to piss me off, I used to go buy their URLs and like reroute their URL to something stupid. Like there's so many stories of this. And uh, like I would drink with my friends and I'd be like, what if we owned hotgothbuds.com? I own that. And like, (laughs) I don't know. This was like a thing. So I bought bought clothes.com. And so it started as a conversation of like, well, what are you going to do now? Like, what can you do remotely? And I was like, okay, well, you work with bands. I can maybe make merchandise. I used to make merchandise. Like, I mean, t-shirt places aren't, you know, printing anything because they can't be in office. And I was like, oh, like, and then I was like, I'm going to complain about socks because these are uncomfortable and shitty and I hate them. And, and like this all weirdly came to a culmination of joking about me starting a sock company called Footclothes. And I was like, (laughs) and I was like, literally, what else am I going to do? I can't work for people. I've worked for myself for too long at this point that like, I love going into work at 11 and doing whatever the hell I want. And like, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. And so I set up a Shopify account and I have no idea what I'm doing outside of like, I have a little bit of merchandise and sourcing experience. I Mm -hmm. have a friend who's a designer who was like, yeah, that sounds cool. I'll help you like at a discounted rate. And like, if it does well, take care of me. And it did well. And I take care of him. And so I have an artist friend who's willing to help me because I can't, I can't draw. I can't do makeup artistry. I know all of the stuff behind it. I always was like the, the person who knew the product and the page and the, the science and all of that, but never quite like yeah. if you ask like the Cerberus socks or the Kraken socks, I like drew an upside down crappy octopus and was like, what if there's like a ship, you know? And uh, I think, I think this might be your cue. This might be. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to get this foot up here. Everyone cheer on Daniel as he does this. I got some, some foot clothes on my feet. I'm like, do I do it? I'm like, so actually this is funny. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not wearing shoes. Ooh, yet. Have, which ones do you have on? So I have a fortune tellers, which is the a very, 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 very first design I did. Nice. This is actually the very, very, very first sample. It's still holding up. I wear it all the time. Wow. I'm like, there you go, guys. And uh, this is the sample that came from the factory. And I sampled like 40 factories 
because I'm oh, picky. Wow. Yeah. And each sample costs 50 bucks. So I have I have spent my entire savings from the Stanley sampling socks. Damn. At this point. And I'm like, cool. It's like that was a lot of money. Like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I've been trying to pay bills with no income. Here we go. Right. So I I'm like, let's make a Kickstarter and see if I can see if people even care, like proof of concept, right? Yeah. So the first line of socks I did was sideshow themed because a lot of my friends do circus and sideshow and weird go-go dancing goth poi bullshit. And I love them. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this as like an homage to them. And the entire first line I did was sideshow themed. Cool. And I was like, that's weird enough that I can like test if this is going to work at yeah. all. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I need to make a video. And I was like, I don't know. Like, Dave is like production oriented. He's got like a studio and he's like, I have a fancy camera. And I was like, cool, like, let's try it. And I have a friend who's like, hey, my goat is going to have baby goats. And I was like, can I put your baby goat in my commercial? And they're like, yes. I was like, sick. <laughs> so I make a commercial with a baby right. goat. And this commercial goes viral, it has over a million views. Nice. I put this in my Kickstarter. And I'm like, hey, I get my weird friends to show up. Like my friend Val was the other magician at Zizos with me. And he's cool. just like a weird dude. He's like in the Marines and does all this stuff. But he also does magic. And I adore him. And I'm like, hey, can you show up in my office and wear a strongman suit and model these socks? And he's like, sure. So I'm getting through the pandemic with the help of my like three close friends. And we all have to like talk about like who we've been around. It's weird. Like no one knows what's going on. And so I make this video and I launch his Kickstarter and suddenly I have $15,000 and I'm like, okay. And it's, I mean, it's Kickstarter. So it's $15,000 of orders kind right. of it's like pre-orders. And right. I'm like, wow. Okay. Like maybe I can do this. So I take all the money that I make from the Kickstarter. I put together really cool packs and make sure like it's good quality. And I was like such a jerk about quality. I was like, it has to be double padded. No, I can feel the seam. I hate this, you know, and yeah. I wanted to work with people I liked who had all the like factory certifications who treat their workers well. And that's actually really, right. really hard to find. Yes. And so I'm struggle bussing and I get through this and I have a little bit of money left over and I go, okay, I'm going to make a second line. I'm going to make a website and I'm going to do all this stuff. And I'm going to cater to like goth weirdos and performers and horror and 80s retro. So it's become like goth retro weird. Yeah. And my people like kind of just found me because they've always been around. So like I kind of had this weird following from magic and I had this weird following from when I worked at the costume store. And bizarrely, these are all the target market for socks. And I was like, OK, so I have a sock company footclothes.com and i'm like oh i could just create a cool company and like hire yeah. awesome people and pay them well and like this is rad so you know it's hard like i went and looked at warehouses this week that i don't know if i can afford and i faked my way through it and i was like yeah that sounds great i would love to see a letter of intent like commercially <laughs> you know? no one wants to talk to me anyway because i signed oh. my email says chelsea and people are like that's a female name we don't really want to talk to you and that's real and i didn't realize that until i got into this oh but like God. so i started this is this is crafty but i started signing my emails with my initials only and sending it from a company account so no one knew yeah. like 
And I got way more responses as C low or C buoyant right. or whatever instead of Chelsea. And so, yes. or Claire, you know? So I'm like, okay, my real name's Chelsea Lowe and my stage name is Clairvoyant. Yes. It doesn't matter because the stage name existed when I had a real people job so I could hide it. But right. <laughs> like, I could hide my Satan magic from, you know, the Satan merchandise company. Is and the best magic. Yeah, yeah. So I like put this together and it weirdly starts working to a point where right. I need help. And I like just write a facebook post and i'm like hi uh does anyone know anyone cool who wants to work here <laughs> like i don't just you know send him my way so i get sierra who's a badass black metal drummer and cool. she does crossfit and can shuck boxes which i can't because i have like joint issues i don't know whatever anyway so i get like someone to help me and I hire an accountant and I hire a designer and I hire a marketing team. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, I still like have imposter syndrome every day of my life doing this, but I have faked my way through magic and like performance enough that as soon as I'm like, I need to go get a warehouse, like it becomes like a character. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to be real estate character today. Right. And <laughs> like, it's funny because it works and yeah. I'm like, okay, so like also real estate's expensive as hell right now. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, this is hard. This is a hard time to be an entrepreneur looking for real estate. And yes. you know, it's hard. It's stressful. I work a lot of hours, more hours than I should. And it's much harder than doing the same magic show over and over again, but it's also like really cool. And then I can kind of do whatever I want. There's no like. There's no one over my shoulder. Like I call in sick to me, I feel like. And I'm like, hey, I'm sick. And I'm like, don't be a little yeah. bitch coming to work. And then I'm like, uh, <laughs> you know, I, like, I found myself out. God damn it. You're lying. You're fine. You're not that bad. Yeah. Stuff oh. needs to get done. Who's going to do it? Me. And I'm like, no, I'm so sorry. I'll be there in 10 minutes. Anyway, <laughs> like I'm. Yeah. I, that's uh, that's amazing. That's hilarious. Um, you know, you know, uh, you know, Chelsea, this, uh, this has been a, a fantastic conversation. You know, even though you've been the one doing most of the time, I, I told you, I told you, I was like, dude, yeah. you gotta reel me in. Cause I'll just keep talking. I, well, that's the thing. I, I love, you know, just, you know, we, we talk about the rails, there's no rails. I was like, Hey, great. Go off into the world and, and, okay. and tell us you you are. What's that? I said you encourage this, so I hope yeah. I hope your listeners are at least like, you know. Oh yeah. In fact, our, our our friend uh, Scott just chimed in. You know. <laughs> so, huh? Turns out you're the third one that he hired. Yeah, but I'm also the last one. So. That's true. Yeah, that's right. Because you killed the other ones. Wait, that's Fuck a, off, that's Scott. A what are you doing here? This is my room. Get out of my room. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Oh, he said the name. That is the name of the first magician he fired because he was bad. Well, uh, apparently Scott is not holding back. <laughs> he does not hold back. He does not hold back that one. Uh, uh, yeah. ah! Okay. Says we need a part two. So my remember when I was like, I had a cool friend who offered me designs at a discount. That's that him. him. That's nice. Angelo. Hey, Angelo. <laughs> we love you, Angelo. Thank you. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I love the socks, and I think the other <laughs> set uh, I have 
is a, a, a bunch of bats too. So Angelo is the the king of designs because I send him a oh. Pinterest board and some colors and a, some shitty sketches sometimes, <laughs> and like he makes it magic. So uh, Foot Close would not exist without Angelo. So nice. thanks for watching, bud. And nice. uh, yeah, yeah, like need- I'm gonna get you some socks. We need more hot goth buns. I never did anything with the website. I should have hotgothbuns.com. I'm just gonna I'm gonna link it to your page, Carly. There you go. Directly to you. So yeah, now it's your problem. She oh, loves yes. goats. <laughs> that's, Man, awesome. that's that's awesome. Uh, I think somewhere, oh, God, somewhere around here. Yeah, the, the the comments are just pouring in at this point now. So you've got a nice following. Uh, Montana. I didn't know. Thanks, guys. Whoever you are, I love you for yeah. you know feeding my little like ego here. Yeah, Falcon uh, Goth to Magic uh, to Socks. Uh, love the variety. So, yeah. uh, Andrew Plotner, I knew from Falcon, Colorado. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, wow. it goes way back. It, it yeah. does. Yeah, I, I think uh, we're we're definitely going to need a, a part two because I'm I'm interested to see you know what other yarns you can spin. There's so many, dude. I yeah. like Daniel. I could talk to you for like it just keeps coming. I don't know. Good. It's happened. So good, good, good. yeah, anytime. Like follow up with me in in a while, and I'll have more more stuff that has happened. I promise. Yeah. No, that's that's cool. Well, I I think it's you know really remarkable you know uh yeah to hear yeah. Yeah, everything that led up to you know the whole COVID stuff, but you were able to you know swing it around into you know kind of an entrepreneurial you know aspect um, and and make a plus because you know so much of uh, you know my friends and your friends you know you know, have, have struggled during this time. I I, I know you know people that uh, you know friends that that I've lost you know during this time, not just to COVID, but because of financial stuff, you know? And there were times, like, I'm not going to say, like, yeah. I wasn't just like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I know my path. Like, it right. was struggle bus hard. Like, there were times where I was like, well, I'm going to put the rest of my money into socks, I guess. And I hope that Dave can cover rent, <laughs> like, <laughs> because right. I can't. And, like, you know, I had people who supported me and believed in me. And I, I couldn't have done it without them. Like, that is so, like... Anytime someone is like, you're an entrepreneur and you're brilliant. I'm like, dude, I didn't even know what I was doing half the time. Like I called on the troops and the troops answered like, cool. and I like, that's important for me to say, like, I, I have my own like dumb, stubborn personality of like, I can be the face of anything, but, yes. but there's people behind me. And if there weren't, I would be droning. So right. at any point, and I think that's with anything, anytime you try to pull off something grandiose and stupid, right. If you don't have a good team behind you or like people supporting you, if you don't have producers, if you don't have people like, oh, we'll fly you to yeah. Detroit to perform in theater bazaar, like all these weird things. Like if you don't have people supporting your weird satanic sock company, it doesn't work. Right. And I didn't think it would because it's so niche and so bizarre. But I was like, it's bizarre, but everyone wears socks. <laughs> so yeah. maybe I can pull it off. And it, it yeah. it's working. So if you're watching this, like, you know, please go buy some socks because that'll help me, you know, support Sierra and give her a raise and because she's awesome and deserves it. Like, it's not me. It's not just me. Like, it's so many people. And, and I feel like that needs to be said. And that's uh, footclothes.com. Is that right? Yeah. 
That's that is it. That is the dumb name of my stupid company. Yeah. <laughs> but we make good things despite the name being weird. Butt clothes. But, butt clothes is the name of the underwear like side project. It's like we were talking about gloves. It's like hand clothes. It's you hand know, clothes. There's a whole empire there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let, let me know when you when you start to you know getting to like uh, you know uh, nose clothes or something like that or you know. I don't know what that means, Daniel. <laughs> I don't know either. I think that's something you should invent. Let's talk about it in twenty thirty five. Oh, okay. Yeah. So pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Like we'll talk about it then. It'll be. I'll yeah. have lots to say about Time's it. Time's not linear. It's looped. It's something like that. I don't know. We're yeah. at that point of the day. We're at the point of the day where I am like, thank you for having me, Daniel. I really appreciate it. Here are the places you can find me. <laughs> That's right. This, yeah. Where can you find me? On Instagram. On Instagram yeah. uh, is where I hang out most of the time. Footclothes.com is where I spend the other 21 hours of my day. Uh, yeah. And so, That's you know, get some socks. support some local burlesque and magic because that's where I live is the burlesque community and the aerial weird circus community um, because I'm done working the corporate community. That sucks. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> I've done too many women's conferences, Daniel. I'm not doing them anymore. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Send me a message. Say hello. You know, Yeah. tell me, tell me your favorite weird story and I'll sell you the secrets to magic tricks for, you know, I don't know, 20 bucks or something. That sounds good. And uh, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, Chelsea, again, thanks so much for, for coming on and, and, you know, chatting with us and, and, and tell us a little bit, you know, of, uh, you know, your story and how you, how you got to, uh, you know, do what you're doing. And I mean, what a, I mean, it, it really is quite a, quite a wonderful tale. Thank I, you. I, I, I'm surprised by this constantly. I'm like, you want to talk to me? Are you sure? Are you sure you want to talk to me? Because I don't know what I'm doing. Like, well, and I think and, that should be pointed out. And having talked to you, I just want to talk to you even more. Okay, sick. I'm, I'm like, then I'm going to end at a cliffhanger because that's Ooh. how you get a good sequel. I know this. Like, yes. It's good marketing. You've listened to your marketing team. I have. It's no, I haven't. Sick. I I don't listen to I don't listen to them. I like I fight <laughs> all the time. So so what's the cliffhanger? I mean, it's to be it's to be continued. The cliffhanger is not even you don't even know what that is yet. Yeah. So. Oh, all right. Excellent. Ooh, excellent. <laughs> well, with that, you know, for you know, for the follow up to part two, which will come in. Uh, 2030, I guess, by the sound of like it. that. It'll be, it'll yeah. be soonish. I don't it'll know. It'll be soonish. It'll be soonish. No time. time is relative. There's not a script yet. We're still working on that. We're still. We did script out this entire, we scripted out this entire 15 minutes. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably so. Probably so. Yeah. So I think we can, uh, we can mesh something together. Uh, the life and times of Chelsea. Um, <laughs> the, the blood and times of Chelsea. Have Chelsea at your local discount shop for six dollars and sixty six cents. Because there you that go. is about Black the Black amount of entertainment value that is my life, my entire life. That's what it's worth. Oh my god, uh, I love it. We're getting punchy. This is hilarious. <laughs> uh, uh, Chelsea, uh, stick around for a little bit. But again, everybody, 
that tuned into this broadcast, make sure you go to her Instagram page and follow her. And of course, go to footclothes.com and get yourself some socks. And, you should do that. And make sure uh, look out for buttclothes.com. Yeah, if if they're not around already, uh, they're coming soon. If I drink the rest of the wine, there'll be butt clothes by tonight. I don't know. We'll figure it excellent, out. Excellent, excellent. All right, cool. Bye forever. Uh, uh, stick around for a few minutes while we sign off. So, uh, just a second there. Sorry, I, I don't want to release you just yet. But I'm uh, like, no, I'm, I'm done. bye. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, bye. Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That's how I'm gonna end all of my magic shows from here on yeah, out. Yeah. You know, yeah, there you go. That's that's a good closer. Nice. Uh so uh thanks to everybody for tuning in tonight. And uh of course uh, to our sponsors to Mutiny Information Cafe. If you're gonna start a revolution, make sure you're caffeinated. And of course, our friends at Hellfire Entertainment, thanks for rebroadcasting us on your social media. Oh, thanks, Groom guys. TV, and of course, uh, to Alien Donut Films, to uh, Bill and Angela over there. Thanks for putting up with my shenanigans. And uh, uh, my producer, uh, Lily Fisher, Amanda Armstrong, and Stefan Santa Cruz. And to everybody that tuned in, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. And of course, you know, be good, be kind to each other, help each other out during tough times, and stay creepy. We'll see you guys later. Have a good night. Stay tuned. Make sure to check out our Facebook and website for the updates on Colorado Festival of Horror, September 15th through the 17th.